advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. Advice from a dipshit. It's advice from a dipshit with Matt Bronger. Hey, this is Advice from a Dipshit with Matt Bronger. I am the self-same dipshit. With me, as always, is Amanda. Uh, coming to you live uh, from my house. I just flew back from Brooklyn via Nantucket. We are, which are two places I, I never thought I'd uh, string together. Uh, Nantucket, if you've never been, is like if Eugene, Oregon was a millionaire. Basically, uh, everyone there is very rich, wears faded pink, and loves Bob Marley. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was... Nantucket, what? What's the color? Nantucket. Red. Nantucket red is oh, what everyone wears. It's very. I mean, it's very cool. It used to be like the whaling capital of the world and stuff. But it's you're just around insane wealth. I was this, this thing called the Nantucket Project, where inspiring people gave these talks, and then I was like the yuck yuck guy who did like a set each day. Um, but I finally got one of my favorite people on the podcast. Um, uh, my my sweet lovely sister. Uh, Martha Kelly is here, who uh, um, I, I I was a fan of before we even met, and then we met, and then we've done comedy together uh, several times, and now she yeah. is the person I am happiest to see become a TV star. Well, uh, on and yes, see that you can anyone who knows Martha knows like um, oh that that's her, so pretty well. A I also was a fan of yours before we met, and we met a long time ago, or mm-hmm. not that. Maybe like two thousand four. Yes. And um, but um, for sure not a TV star. Um, no. I have been chased by security on the show that I worked on <laughs> to try and prevent me from going to the trailers. So that's so. Funny. That wouldn't happen if I. <laughs> that's a perfect. If actually, that's were a recognizable. Story too. Did um, you know you're in one of my jokes? Uh, no. I have, a, I have a bit about how. Um, uh, super serious uh, little girls are terrifying, and how we well we did we did um, uh, Tig's little little bus tour or van tour where we just played people's backyards, right? Like birthday parties and uh, I think there was a wedding in there, a couple barbecues, me, you, Tig, Steve, Ag, yeah, and I think I did like two or three of them, but we did one that was a big uh, was a it was a lesbian barbecue. Yes. It was all lesbian San families. San Diego, right? San Diego, correct. Yeah. We went to that awesome fish taco place. But um, this, this, there was, at one point, you got on sta- stage, I use the term loosely, but it was like a plank of wood um, right. on a couple <laughs> cinder blocks or something. And you're like, well, it's um, odd being the only, because, you know, take as a lesbian, and you were like, it's kind of odd being the only non-lesbian here. And a like a nine-year-old girl just shrieked from across the entire yard. It was a huge backyard. I am not a lesbian. Like she screamed it so loud that like the yard went cold and everyone's like, oh, okay, okay. Like it was, it, it felt like a frosty wind. Like That's it was that because kids like so often are so like, you know, they're, 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 they're extremes. You know, it's, it's, right. it's, no, no, we have to talk about this right now. It's time to get ice cream kind of thing. But look, right. with her, I'm sure not that anyone gives any kind of a shit what a kid's sexuality is anyway, but like this kid probably in the back of her mind, she's like, everyone thinks I am too. And I'm not, my moms are, I hate this. And so when you said that and it just, that's in the, that's that, you know, I have that in in my, in my latest hour, but it's like, I don't, I didn't mention you by name, but it was so, and then you handled it perfectly, but it was just, you got like a laugh because this girl's just screamed this thing and it was just, (laughs) 
That's so also like why did I ha- feel like I needed to announce? Well, you were setting you know? up a joke. You were just you, oh, it really? went into something else. Yeah. Okay. So cuz it almost sounded like I was being kind of a dick, but no, then No, I feel like um that's I don't even remember I remember that show, but I don't remember any of my set. I usually I don't remember block any of mine either. And and to your credit, I mean there were you know, a few heterosexual women there. Like you were making a dumb joke, you know, okay. to, to, to lead in. Cause it's like, they also had friends. It's not like lesbians only hang out with lesbians. Like they, <laughs> they have, generally speaking, have friends of all stripes. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a fun, that was a really fun show. And it seemed like we drove back really late at night. Yeah. Well, I remember I was saying to Steve Agee that it, it would be fun to pretend to be dudes that didn't realize what was going on <laughs> and just like like get really drunk and just hang out in the kitchen with their shirts off, like just trying to hook up. And Cameron's like, like, okay, can you guys, we're all families here and none of us, we're, none of us like men. That's so, so funny. We're cracking up in the, in the van. Or just the two of you with your shirts off, just like crying and hooking it out in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So everybody's like, yeah, we invited these comedians <laughs> and they performed. We got so lucky, but then they just ended up getting like drunk yeah. and crying, they, hugging they, it out they, in the they, kitchen. They, only two like, men are really getting in touch with their feelings. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was strange. Are you still, are you still doing standup? I haven't yeah. done standup in a while. Um, well, I took a couple months off, um, in theory to work on writing um, has turned out to work on television watching. Oh, okay. A lot. So research. Um, very, very heavy research. Um, just rewatching True Detective. Mm-hmm. And, um, but actually with my, um, it, it ended up being good because I ended up getting the ankle surgery. Okay. So I don't want to go on stage on a, Scooter, I'm not saying it's wrong <laughs> or bad. It's just I don't like the spectacle yes. of not being good at getting around on it. I hear you. You know, I I did a I did a show in 2008. I was in like the I think it was Nebraska. It's this comedy festival, like the in, wherever Johnny Carson's hometown is, and you play in this enormous venue, and it's like this comedy contest or something. And I had like hurt my knee. And I just came out on stage on crutches and people just started laughing. And it's like, no, this isn't. And so it's like, you know, you come out on this. I'm sure someone thinks it's, you know, it's like, oh, here it comes. Here comes the old physical comedian Martha Kelly. With a robot boot. That is so I bet that's not even real. I bet that's that's a ski boot she's wearing. Yeah. That's so funny. I did. So for the first three days after the surgery, I used crutches. And like, it's not that they're that hard to use it's that you can't do anything else because you have both your hands occupied and that made me so mad i hate not being self-sufficient it drives me crazy i during that same year my friend got married this uh this girl is like basically like my little sister her and my mom are best friends we grew up together but they had it in this middle of the summer in this there's this giant beautiful hotel called the governor that's downtown portland and it like since it's so old they don't have like they didn't have air conditioning because that that's like generally grown up we didn't have it in portland you didn't right need it. but right. this is like yeah it just doesn't get all that hot now it does uh, thanks global warming but yeah but it was like, super humid right. super hot and they were like oh we'll just rent these enormous fans and all these giant uh-huh. fans did was like blow hot air around and like <laughs> i'm in on crutches in a suit 
and like I remember just taking oh. my suit off and just being like on these crutches. I just like I looked like like a sweaty alcoholic defense lawyer or something <laughs> in a movie, where it's just like oh, just like sweat, just pits oh. under my, you know. So it's like I just oh yeah just the back uh, yeah. sweat but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, or it, you that stand feeling. up and you, it's in your butt crack but you don't know it mm-hmm. right yeah that's but, that's tough. so it's like I get what you're I get what you're saying so you but it's, it's so awesome that you came all the way out to this place and to, to hang out with us it's not far and it's nice that you asked me and again I apologize for being really slow coming up it's fine um, thankfully we have I a super. It generally a compact podcast it's not long so speaking of which let's roll the oh, first one are you ready to answer go. to give advice like a- i should have told you this when you first asked me but i'm not the world's greatest improver but it's too late now no it doesn't we we the generally speaking we don't make fun of people we, okay. it's like we treat this pretty sincerely but i feel okay. like the comedy comes pretty organically because sometimes people ask some weird fucking shit but you can draw from your history that's what i do okay if that you know like I have some dipshittery in my past and I'm kind of like, well, don't do what I did, which is this or whatever. Right. Okay. Yeah. Copy that. Okay, great. No pressure. (laughs) Hey, um, my name is Colin. Um, yeah, that's my name. Um, and I'm actually listening to you on a podcast right now from the mama's house. Um, yeah. And I have been, cheating since I was about 16. Um, I'm 27 now. Um, every single person since I was a little kid, um, I've cheated, like, oh, 16, little kid, whatever, um, I've cheated on. Um, and I have someone that I really, really like right now. Um, he's amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, I was just curious how I should stop cheating. Uh, pretty much just living my life and it's really hard. I want this to work out. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm going to continue to watch this podcast right now. You're pretty cool. (laughs) And I hope you have a great day. Bye. Thanks young gal. That means a lot. What, what was her question? She's, she's cheated on everyone. She's, she's dated and she's with someone's really special. She doesn't want to cheat on them. How does she get away from like her, her MO? I've known so many people, wasn't a few, not so many, but a few people that pretty much all guys for the most part that had these dual lives that like I knew their girlfriends, I knew this guy cheated all the time, the girlfriend did not know, I felt somehow complicit and right. eventually these guys are all out of my life or have kind of reformed and become married and family men or whatever but you know and i've known a couple women who are like that but i think it's i think it's just that thing of having i mean obviously having your cake and eat it too and having like but basically having like a dual life whereas if i was cheating on my wife right now i would just pretty much feel like a garbage truck all the time i'd just be like because it's because it would just eat at me and be like and i would feel as i've said on the show before when you cheat you're all alone because you can't share it with anyone and no one's going to be like, fuck yeah, high five, cheat, good right. job. Except like, <laughs> you know, douchebags or whatever. So I don't know, what would you advise there, Martha? Well, my experience is that when I was drinking, um, it seemed like really hard to hold on to any kind of um, giving a shit. Do you cuss on this podcast? Yeah. Go fucking um, nuts. <laughs> like, yeah, when you're drunk, I always felt when I was drinking, like, 
um, how could anyone not? How could anyone be a road comic and drink and not cheat on their person they were dating? <laughs> yeah. um, so for me, not drinking has helped uh, be helped to be able to like live by the principles I want to live by. Mm-hmm. Um, but although there are plenty of drunk people who don't cheat, so right. I'm not saying that. But 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 I will say alcohol, and I've used it. Uh, uh, a lot of times in my life for it, it's escapism and it's, right. it's escape. People tend to think of it as escapism just from like uh, life itself, but specifically can it be escapism from your relationship, from right. your obligations, from what you're, you know, you're supposed to be doing shit like that. Because the first thing right. that goes, as we all know, if anyone who's ever watched a, a student film on, on drug or alcohol abuse, first thing that goes is judgment. Right. So yeah, everyone who's just like, I would never cheat. As soon as you have a couple of drinks, you're kind of like, fuck it. Who was yeah. that person I was before? <laughs> yeah. Also, I always felt like one of the things that was appealing about um, not putting all your eggs in one basket, even if you're not telling that person that you, like if you're if you're screwing around behind their back, then you don't feel as as um, vulnerable right it's a way to not be vulnerable with intimacy i keep thinking there's a bird but it's a flag that's why yeah, i keep sorry, looking that's out the window weird flag um yeah i think sometimes people cheat because then they can feel like well i'm not really putting myself out there because i have this backup mm-hmm. i think that sometimes that's part of it well that's the thing full commitment to one person it's it's fucking scary right and a lot of times i know when i was younger I would be, you know, I, I had that thing where with my then girlfriend where I was like, I just, I have to break up with her or, or, oh, I'm happy or whatever. But sometimes when I'd be really drunk, I'd be like, what am I doing? You know, right. even with my wife who I'm with now. And if I'm buzzed, I'm never like, oh, I got to leave. I just don't have that in me anymore. But there was that time right. where you feel like you have like clarity because you're wasted and you don't feel any pain. And you're like, why do I fucking stick myself with this person why did i commit to this person i want to be free this is dumb totally yeah like you're going for gold mm-hmm. right? you're yeah. alive yeah or just like how you're like i'm not gonna eat like shit or i'm not gonna smoke cigarettes and then right. you have a couple drinks you're like fuck that i want pizza this is bullshit exactly i and will do cigarettes. the other shit to i'll be responsible tomorrow and you're like right. i'll be faithful tomorrow totally so it's like i think not that uh, uh, Colin uh, drinks necessarily, but it could be kind of a situation where it's that same mentality she switches into to kind of be like, no, right. but I want to be free in this moment. And I think I think a lot of it's FOMO. You're kind of like, like put it this way, like how, why guys my age generally cheat is if a younger girl like is very forward and goes after them, you know? And it's kind of that thing where you have it in your mind where you're like, oh, well, when am I going to get this chance again? So maybe like I feel like Colin has that where it's kind of like maybe yeah. there's a guy that's interested in her that she thinks is out of her league or she meets someone that she feels like she has a real connection with. And she's like, no, I just need to fuck this person, get out of my system or whatever. Right. Kind of but it's just just like anything. It's just like it's like take a breath and don't take that drink. Yeah, you I, know? yeah. I think it's right. kind of twofold. So mm-hmm. it might not be drinking, but essentially what you were, like what you two were talking about with that is being in a in a place or a position that facilitates a habit. Right. right? So like yeah. what do you do to like break a habit? Well if you're you know trying to stop smoking you don't hang out in the smoking section or you right. try you know so it's just it's like get, removing yourself from positions 
that allow that. Like I'm a nail biter, so I have these like really long, crazy dragon claws right now to like remove the ability mm-hmm. for me to bite my nails. So that that's like a self-reflection though. And then the other piece from it, and I'm gonna say for me, who's definitely cheated on most relationships I have. Like, and cheating isn't, for me, was like never sex or anything like that, but I mean, I'm a makeout slut. <laughs> you know, like I love, like I love making out. And like, if a guy is hot and you're like dancing and the energy is there, like, you know, I wanna like go in for the tongue, you know? I don't yeah. know, it's just like, no, that's That's the most common thing I find am- among women where like my wife has been like, so I just wanna kiss another guy, you know? Yeah, like, I, I get it. Like, man, you yeah. know, and, and uh, yeah, so it's just, it's just, it's like that attention from men. Like I always say that yeah. my vice is men. Like I love men. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's, it's like a, it's a, having guys like on a line still or whatever is exciting. Oh, it's power. That fire is exciting totally. and like, and I get validation from it somehow. And so, you know, going through therapy and. You know, she's like, oh, so in order to feel alive, like, you need some element of danger. Yeah. And so she's like, how are you getting danger in your current relationship? Because if you're not, you're going to get bored and leave. Fascinating. You know, so that's where he and I are, like, have an anonymous street art thing that we do that's Mm -hmm. been, like, all over, you know, the cities we visit and whatnot. And that, like, gives me my element of danger and, like, other little things like that that we do that are, like... Probably a bit illegal, you know, and it just yeah. kind of fills that <laughs> sure. hole for me. Yeah, I'm listen, I'm pro criminality. Yeah. To, to oh, avoid everyone who knows cheating. Martha Kelly knows that. You got it sometimes you have to break the law. That's true. But it's like to just just to put a button on it for the I feel like the not not only the drinking but the the analogy of drinking makes me think of like where it's like oh yeah I could go have a bunch of drinks but I'm gonna be hungover tomorrow and I'm gonna feel like absolute death and I'm gonna hate myself I mean it's that same thing where right. it's like think of this person that you want to make out with Colin when you you know are with some guy or whatever and and you're like well I could fuck him but then I'm gonna hate myself tomorrow and I'm gonna go through all this again. So why don't I just not? And when you have that, that non-hungover morning and you have a nice cup of coffee, you're like, hey. You, right. You're like not only proud of yourself, but you feel physically better than you would have. And I think that's true right. of like not cheating as well, where you're just like, and I've just cheapened my another relationship kind of thing. So right. I think Colin just comes down to deep breaths. That's it. There's no, it, you just have to stay on it. Stay on it and give yourself credit for, for being faithful and, and commit one day at a time. Yeah. Commit a crime if you need to. Commit a crime if you need yeah. to. If that helps you stay We're faithful. We're all going to jail after this when it's, she does something horrible when she <laughs> yeah, yeah. drives her, drives her car into a Sears. Does Sears like still exist? Alive. I'm 59. Okay, let's let's hear the next let's hear the next call. Yeah, Sears. When was the last time you ever went to? I think there's still one in Glendale. They have good there's deals one, on jeans. There's one. There's one in in Austin. When I was a kid, everybody got in the 70s, kids all got tough skin jeans from Sears. Mm-hmm. Like there were no fashions for kids. It no. was just this material is indestructible. Yeah. And that's what well, anyway. Yeah. I remember yeah. Uh, I, tough skins, huskies if you're a yeah. little bit of a bigger kid and uh and lees. And what a, yeah. Mm-hmm. What a time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's paying $300 for holes in them again. Yeah. Love it. Hooray. Hey, shithead. Oh, man, I was looking forward to saying that. Uh, hey, Matt, I'm a huge uh, fan of, you know, pretty much everything you do. 
Uh, my name is Blake. Little context, I'll keep it short. Uh, I'm, uh, I was born and raised in, in Texas, and, uh, you know, I'm still here in Texas. And, uh, you know, I guess my issue is, uh, you use this phrase, getting your ducks in a row, you know, starting to put yourself together, giving a shit about yourself, you know, that kind of thing. I'm coming up on 30, and I started trying to get my, get, get my ducks in a row, and I had this weird realization where, I noticed that, you know, maybe three or four years ago, I closed a door in my life where I had this intense, serious, great relationship with a lovely lady, and it ended, and it actually ended amicably, uh, you know, but it really hurt me a lot more than I was able to understand at the time, and I feel like, uh, you know, like I said, getting my ducks in a row these days, uh, I started to realize and I'm still realizing that, man, that, that was a lot, uh, it was, it was a lot more to process. I have a lot, you know, I'm starting to realize that I have a road ahead of me and that I, cl- like, like I said, the phrase that, that, that feels right for me was that I kind of closed this whole door, uh, without realizing it. Uh, you know, basically intimate, uh, romantic relationships. I've just kind of shut that out and a weird thing is, or, you know, another element you know, that seems to have helped my professional life. I've I've had, you know, promotions and success and uh to whatever small degree financial uh you know not liberty, but you know, financial comfort, you know, comforts and I won't say wealth, but I'm doing all right in that area. But I feel like I closed this door so long ago and and uh, man it's it, I I'm not a locksmith. I don't know how to open it. Uh you got any thoughts? Uh, much love to all, and your producer's great, and thanks again. Take it easy, bud. Thanks, Blake. Um, Blake needs help opening his heart. Well, I feel like he needs help, yeah, or, or maybe even reopening that door. It sounds like he wants to get back together with her, perhaps. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I mean, he said he's, he basically wants to close, he closed that door, and but it's shit, Blake. It's been four years. I don't know, man. Um, what do you think, Martha? About how to make yourself emotionally available again. Well, um, well, it depends. So if he's thinking that he wants to get back together with the girl he broke up with four years ago, um, that's tricky, yeah. right? Because why did they break up in the first place? And does he even know what she's doing now? Like, yeah, I mean that's that's that is a thing, and I will say this for the the, the probably seventy fifth thousandth time, guys. Fucking details. No one like they'll just say like, I like this guy, and he's a guy, and what should I do? Right. So like, but so sometimes it's just like because it's just like yeah. you and I just disagreed on what this call was, was about. about. Yeah, you know totally. what I mean? Like, like you gotta I nail it a little yeah, bit down. That's all. Yeah, totally. totally. Um, but it's. You know that's that's not our fault. That's fucking Blake's and goddamn Texas. Fucking. Uh, no. But I get it. I get what's. Well, it's tough when you're you're you're. He sounds he sounds a little little torn up. Yeah. And uh, is he needs, you know, some. Well, that's usually what happens. Like emotional unavailability usually happens from an unprocessed like heartbreak. Yeah. You know, like you don't want to. You're afraid. You're still hurt and you know you brushed it to the side you put other things in front and so now anytime 
somebody is interested in you or you're in a place to meet people, you just end up making excuses. Yeah, I mean, I think you're... you don't want to be hurt again. That could be true. You read it pretty deep. I think he was basically saying, like, he now in his life, he's in 30, he's getting his ducks in a row, and he realized he broke up with someone four years ago he maybe shouldn't have. And that, that that's a kick in the dick. That really sucks where you're like, oh, what the fuck? That like when we when you have that bone deep regret, I would say, dude, do not look back that strongly because you might have stuff because it's like I know it's always you always have like the opposite of rose colored glasses when you look to the past. You're always down on yourself. You're always like, boy, I fucked up so many times. I, I screwed up this. I screwed up that. Maybe that relationship was doomed. Like maybe it wasn't meant to be. And you were you're you're I know every time I've broken up with or gotten broken up with somebody and at one point we were good together all i remember is the good and i miss it but the thing is that time can never come back again you you just miss that comfort uh what's that jonathan richmond line which is so good uh do you long for her or for the way you were and you're not going to be you're not going to be that again so i would look forward i mean maybe she's still out there and you can connect with her but i mean you, you can probably have that same thing with someone else who might be just as good but i it just sounds like you're oh finally i'm 30 30 is so fucking young go to yeah. my instagram post and look at the pictures i put up of when i was 30 oh yeah so fat those were good so so fat and didn't realize no, how fat i, I wasn't was. nodding at that like, i knew didn't no. i know you when you were 30 you weren't but, fat you know Matt. what i'm saying i was i was i was heavier and like and like well i was here's the thing i was unhealthy for my frame, I was super unhealthy and like I was all middle, all middle like gut fat and you know my 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 frog neck gullet was like well past. This seems this but, is a and just, quite... I'm just saying it's like it's like it's it's like I remember turning I remember I was turning 30 and the photographer was like nothing good happened for me until I was 30. Same thing. He was like a a prophet that dude because he nailed it. Like nothing really. I had a lot of fun in my 20s, my teens, but like nothing worthwhile happened in my life until I like hit 30. I feel like that's when your life kind of begins. You know, that's so. when I started doing stand up is right before I turned 30, which is really late compared to most people. But in that sense, that's probably true. I mean, me Ron Dangerfield didn't start till he was 40. My so. goal has been and continues to be to be the new Rodney Dangerfield. That's what I've always heard. And I hope that I'm <laughs> on my way. <laughs> I'm all jokes to the side. Love Rodney Dangerfield. Me too. What a gem. Yeah. Of Amazing. A, of a comic. Uh uh who who's the guy that who's the guy that played um Arliss? Uh he was like I know who he you worked mean, with him but forever, but anyway, he he told the story about he would call him because he would just always bounce jokes off other comics, he'd call you and leave a joke on your answering machine and wait for a laugh and then start talking again. That's so like so ridiculous. Cute. I love that. So That's funny. That's yeah, so it is. adorable. Uh, uh, was the quote? He's like, he'd, he'd call you and be like, uh, "I think the steakhouse is connected uh, to the mob. Uh, the, the special today is broken leg of lamb." <laughs> What do you think? You like that big uh, three seconds? So dumb. That's so um, endearing. But I mean, take it from us, Blake. Your life is just beginning. And I just, I mean, it, it, to what you said about being emotionally open is absolutely valid and perfect. But like, I think it's also just don't. It's, it's not a good idea to tap back. It's just not. Yeah. It's just not a good idea to tap back. Like, just statistically proven, mathematically proven. I mean, the couple of times I've ever tapped back, or and I even tapped back with like one person like three times over ten years, and like 
It was. It's never as good, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, and it just it just doesn't work. I, so the guy I lost my virginity to was like one of them where I was 13. And then I was rebounding from another relationship when I was 19. He kind of like came back into my yeah. life. And I remember going to his parents' house and they're like, Amanda? Like question mark. Amazing. And then his parents, when he went to the bathroom, like pulled me to the side of the couch and they were like, look, Amanda. A lot's changed in the last six years with the with you know said person, right? Wow. Like I'm gonna call him like Mark, right? Uh-huh. A lot has happened with Mark in the last six years, and he's not a good guy anymore. Oh and I was like, oh wow, oh, okay, shit. sure. And then like still stuck around for like another month and a half, like. Well, you were you were 19. When you're 19, you think you know everything. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And <coughs> man, that was you know like mm-hmm. just. Which it's, it is true. It's like with my my uh, girlfriend in in Chicago. We got back together, and like I, I I got us back together, and was just like, oh, I'm gonna marry this person. But like, just like a week in, I was like, no, what are we doing? But I and she broke up with me, and it was like the best thing that could have happened. It crushed me at the time, but I was it was that thing where it was doubly crushing because a in my heart of hearts, I knew it wasn't working, and b I got dumped, and like and it was gone, and it was that full realization. It is gone. Right. It is gone with this person and what we had, which was so great, is forever dead. And it's but it's like that's one of the things that in life you just have to learn. Sometimes you just have to like there's a yeah. reason why anytime you're like, I'm thinking of getting back together with my ex, your friends are never like, Yeah. I think that's a great <laughs> they're always like, No. Yeah. Uh, well, I will say, um, in terms of putting yourself out there, like I know several female comedians who've done online dating. And there's probably no demographic of people who want to put themselves out there romantically less than female comedians mm. because <laughs> for a lot of reasons. But a lot, of, I mean, part on the one hand, like it's a weird community to be part of for women. Yeah. So most guy comics are wonderful and like brothers. But then if you are, you sometimes date male comics, some of them are terrible people. Yes. <laughs> and But anyway, the women that I know that have done online dating, which I have not worked up the nerve to try, so it's, I don't know how valuable this is. They've went through terrible dates and then met someone good because it's a way of being like, I am definitely willing to put myself out there. Yeah. So there's no like, are we friends or is this, so, what is this going to be or what, you know, it's a very like straightforward way to just put yourself out there and meet people and then probably go through a bunch of terrible misconnections. And yeah. then, and then I believe if you're willing to put yourself out there, you'll meet someone if that's what you want. There isn't anyone who won't find that if they're willing to be vulnerable. No, and thank God we have it now. Thank God we have it. I I don't know what people did 20, 25 years ago in adulthood just where it's like, oh, I just go to bars. Like, what a dismal life. Or like, I... But there's... I mean, I think people met at, like, church groups and stuff. Because, like... The weird thing is this thing of like, I always think like, God, especially for people with kids who get divorced, how do they meet someone? But then every kid of divorce that I'm friends with, their fucking parents always found somebody. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like there's no shortage of step parents or step boyfriends or girlfriends. So 
I think if you're willing to put yourself out there, you will meet someone. I don't find it appealing to be vulnerable, and that's a that's a big block. Well, Martha, no one does. Like it's that's, right. So don't knock yourself for that. It's that's hard. I should rephrase it. I'm not willing to be vulnerable yes. right now. I Maybe it. I will be at some point. Sure. But right now, it's like, what's there has to be some mode there has to be some incentive besides just uh having a boyfriend of course you know absolutely um but so i sympathize with people who don't know how to make themselves vulnerable but i also wholeheartedly believe i've never known someone who wanted intimacy and did the footwork and just never met anybody even really I will say even like total dipshits. <laughs> Perfect. Or whatever. People find, they find somebody. Yeah. So just give yourself some breathing room, Blake. And, and if you're getting your ducks in a row, add that duck to the row, I would say. So hope and that helps, also, man. And also just in general, ducks are great. Ducks just are as great. Peop- as, just as creatures to the, see the, the, out. The ducks in Nantucket were so fucking fat. That like you just sit on the edge of the bridge and just people just throw shit and it's just all tourism. Like I'm like ducks definitely die of cardiac arrest in this town. They have to because people are just throwing all this shit. And like I'm sitting there eating ice cream and like you know you like cares like breaking off pieces or cone and throwing it. And I was like I think if I threw this cone in there, like a, a duck would die from fighting because they just as soon as something hits the water, it's just this yeah. like mosh pit. It's so, but, it's so cute. Yeah. How about how aggressive ducks are about food and they'll eat anything. It's sure. like a goat. Mm-hmm. This weekend, I took a bunch of foster kids to Disneyland, and we're like a we're having lunch at like that country bear place right before we enter Star Wars land. Nice. Like here we are, kids. A big thing. We're gonna enter Star Wars land. You know, we're having dinner. We're doing, and all they wanted to do was give the ducks French fries. Absolutely. All they wanted. All they yeah. want. And next thing I know, we're 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 going back to buy more French fries. That's so Because funny. I mean, how are you gonna say no to the joy of a child? Yeah. Right? But somehow Disneyland secret, you know, entertainment nobody knows is the best entertainment mm-hmm. is feeding the Disneyland ducks. Well it's like when you give a kid a uh you know, younger than four any present, all they want to play with is the wrapping paper. They don't give right. a shit about whatever toy you meticulously picked out they're like "Ooh, what's this crunchy crumbly fun noise thing i mean right sorry i wasn't talking so throw christmas wrapping to ducks guys um okay so let's hear the 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 next one here hey matt uh my name is josh uh i long story short i'm working two waiting jobs right now um i'm actually just about to quit the one that uh Makes a lot more money, but uh, gives me way too much anxiety. My <laughs> boss, well, one of my managers treats me like shit, and I just happen to work with him the most, uh, even though I'm a very competent waiter. I've been doing this for 15 years. Uh, that being said, I am bleeding money out at my savings. My landlord is going to up my rent uh, about 50 bucks a month, which is just absurd. So I'm trying to find a new place to live. But I'm also trying to find a new place to work, which means I don't want to, you know, get a job 40 minutes from my my new prospective uh, apartment when I could get one that's five minutes away. So uh, I just uh, I don't even know the order of operation here. Um, you know, any advice on prioritization, I'd, I'd appreciate. Thanks, man. Whoa, yeah, that's a toughie. Yeah. 
basically like jump to a new job or jump to a new apartment and which is first yeah hmm I would I would be inclined to probably find the new job and then if you're going to move anyway although $50 extra a month isn't a huge increase is that what he said I think it depends on what part of the country he's in probably okay. that's not in right. not in LA that's not much yeah, but yeah in LA you're like oh only $50 oh, no. wow right. yeah yeah um but right you're right um I would look for the job first because to me it's harder to find a job that you want to be at because it's all based on the people. Like that's why he's quitting that one job Mm -hmm. is because of the dick manager. So find a job with people you like and then if you live alone, it's a little easier to pick an apartment because there's no other people there to ruin it. I think you nailed it. That basically like right at this point since he's the landlord's raising the rent i'm sure he's month to month so it's like right. all right just pay the extra 50 for like one month two months three months uh more and then and but but give yourself that leeway rather than jump somewhere that's cheaper and maybe the job thing doesn't work out that's so funny when he said like the one that pays the most is most anxiety which i remember those days where i when i was waiting tables and basically what was like an applebee's if they made their own beer and like they like paid it was decent money but everyone i work with was really fun and cool and i got health benefits and every time a new restaurant would open up people there would jump to this new new restaurant like you gotta come the money's so good but it was like after like a couple months they're like i fucking miss rock bottom which is where i worked and i remember like my friend who when i moved to la he worked at the palm and i was like "Ooh, can you get me a job he's like Bro, I go home and I cry every night. Oh, no. And I was like, because he just, it was, because he had, like, it's it's not only fine dining, but it's it's douche-tastic fine dining. So, like, um, you're working with, just, just you're serving cock bags every single night and your manager is just, like, the worst to you. So, it's like, you get, like, it, it's so funny how, like, fine dining as a waiter can be absolute fucking hell. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think you're right, dude, to just, uh, Josh, to to uh, go someplace that you you're not going to kill yourself. I'm, I'm, you know, being yeah. facetious, but like, look after your 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 well being. But yeah, Martha, you nailed it. That was like one of those like one one line solved yeah. <laughs> answers. Well, I do want to apologize for saying fifty dollars isn't that much money because it is a lot of money for a lot of people. Yeah, of course. And but... I found twenty dollars on the sidewalk one time when I was broken. It was the it's still one of the best days of my whole life. So it is a lot of money. Yeah, when I was waiting tables, I got in a cab once and uh, like looked over, and there were seven fifties laid out next to me, <gasps> laid out just flat. And I just scooped up three hundred fifty dollars. Yep. And yep. That's I tipped the cab driver very well. Yeah. Did not inform him of this money. Yep. But I went inside. And I remember going to my apartment and just shaking, like oh. thinking, like someone's gonna kill me. <laughs> you know. Yeah. No. But I, I was just like, who was this drunk guy? That was like, look at I have three hundred fifty dollars. I think I think I'm gonna get a chicken sandwich. Drop me <laughs> off here. Oh fuck! You know, like. like and how there's no way you there would be no way to get it back to him or find out who it was. No so way. I put an ad in the paper. Right. Three hundred fifty dollars is this? What a lovely, what a happy day. I there's yeah. nothing that makes me happier than unexpected cash. Mm-hmm. I wish. I mean, there's things I love more for sure. Money's not important enough for me to be super hardworking. Sorry to say, but um, yeah. God damn it. 
a sudden surprise cash fucking it's the best it's yeah. really fun it's the best it's fun yeah i mean if if like like the the there was that documentary that um uh johnny dimaggio who's he's he does everything he was bender on futurama and stuff and he 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 did this this um this documentary called i know i think it's called i know that voice about all the vo guys and women he knows and there was this line where this guy in the show who works on the simpsons or futurama or something was like his dad who was a firefighter was like so what's the best part of your job like uh hearing your voice coming out of all these cartoon characters he's like no dad it'd be like if you got a check from a fire you put out in 1982 came today that's the best part of my job and it's so funny because like if you do enough work like you'll sometimes not a windfall but every once in a while i'll get something like oh it's like 200 dollars just out of nowhere like right. oh that's nice yeah you know free money right God damn it i love it i know yeah so uh good luck to you josh um i think what maybe one more Are we good yeah i've got like a really i have like a there's one call that I didn't quite know what to do with. Okay. And so it's still up because, yeah. So Great. here we go. We're going to go, we're going to, we're going to end this. This will be really, our caboose. Yeah. We're going right. to the dipshit this train. This is a powerful caboose. <laughs> okay. All right. My last four year contract. So it'll be my eight years in the Marine Corps is coming up. Uh, I don't know if I should reenlist again. I could either get out and sail in the real world, or I can stay in this shitty environment that I'm already in. Uh, I have not got to kill anybody yet. That was one of my biggest goals. Uh, and in the real world, uh, I think I'd probably just be in prison because I'm surrounded by a bunch of liberal pussies. So should I stay in the safe environment where you know I'm accepted and I've made a name for myself, or should I attempt to get out and join the real world where I can make a little bit more money. Thanks. Wow. I wonder why this guy called me. Yeah, I as know. I'm, me too. As I'm a card-carrying liberal pussy. <laughs> me too. Um, you are such a liberal pussy. I super am. Oh, but man. It's, it's, look, uh, first off, thanks for your service, man. It kind of disturbs me that you want to kill someone and that maybe that's why you joined the Marines. But I think it's maybe dawning on you that it might not be the life for you. It sounds like you've got some serious... Anger issues, dude. I almost said bloodlust issues because that sounds like it's part of it, but that's a deeper part of anger. Um, I would advise uh, and take this as you will from from a liberal pussy. Get uh, to to just to just talk to someone, talk to talk to a therapist. Everybody does it. It's all the rage. Uh, you know, um, even card carrying NRA members. It's it's we all need help and perspective. I can't give you any because I don't know exactly where you're coming from. All you've given me is you want to kill someone. And if you weren't in the Marine Corps, you'd be in jail because you were surrounded by liberal pussy, which just, I don't know, man. I think, I think you might listen to a a, a lot of Fox news. I would broaden your horizons, but Hey, that's me. Um, I have a question. What would you rather be the biggest guy in your town or like a okay guy in a big, uh, Whatever. No, I think I think I think what's like. Would you want to be a big fish in a small pond yeah, or a small right, fish yeah. in a big pond? I think small fish in a big pond because then you can grow and become a bigger fish. Otherwise, you're trapped in the bowl. 
I think because I think that's fundamentally yeah I think I think he needs to deal with with his with there's a, what what reason he wants to kill somebody so bad and then maybe get out in the real world and because it just it's it sounds like you hate the Marines man if you hate the Marines don't be in the Marines you know you know what Gandhi says now well this guy wants to know yeah Gandhi says that the best thing you could do is just be yourself so right if you're a bloodlusting killer then you should probably re-enlist. Yeah, and- or get help and maybe not kill someone. <laughs> this, you might as well be like, if you're be yourself, be the best pedophile. Amanda is saying be the best pedophile and saying Gandhi is too. Um, so it's 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 a tough one, man. But I mean, the bottom line is this show is is for comedy, but to help people if we can. And you sound miserable, so yeah, don't yeah. re-enlist. You sound, you sound Talk to like someone about your anger, but yeah. What do you I- think, Martha? I don't think that he actually... Because this sounds like a male you. No offense. I will, I'm not even kidding. I was thinking about like... I sometimes have anger at a faceless... You know, like I'll get really angry at people who I think are doing bad stuff. I don't know. I don't know what it's like to think that liberal pussies are doing bad stuff. And I, I'm sure I am a liberal pussy. So I don't know what what things we do that makes him angry, but I know there are things that make me angry, and I don't fantasize about killing people, but I do sometimes. <laughs> I have anger issues. You saw the barest tip of it when I was trying to bring my, my knee rover scooter up the walk. Sure. Every time I leave the house with it, I walk out the door going, I hate the, this motherfucking piece of shit. Like, I have anger, but I don't think he really wants to kill anyone. I think people who are actually psychopaths don't say, I'd probably be in jail. They're like, yeah. and if you you can fucking kill someone if you're in the Marines, just because you're not in battle, you so you're not, you can't legally kill someone, you mm. haven't had the chance to do that, if you really want to kill a liberal pussy, you can. You get to go off the base sometimes. Like the Marines are. Well, he doesn't want to go to jail. And like but, I will amend what I said. Like I do want to kill people sometimes. Like I do. Like I. I get so angry. I'm just like fuck it. I want to kill this person. Or like you. You have that thing where you're like, hmm. I wonder what it would be like. So you've. I've, I will be honest. I've had that same urge, but it. It hasn't. It kind of like it's very rare. It's at a point of maximum anger. So well, I just to have that as a personal goal constantly. My gut feeling about him is that his that what he's talking about, someone or a lot of people have been really cruel to him to make him give that face to the world. He's trying to protect himself because people have been cruel to him, and probably liberal pussies are people who didn't. Like, he's probably been like, no one's going to protect you. The world is a terrible place. Liberal pussies just make us more vulnerable to being hurt instead of, oh, some someone was cruel to me when I couldn't protect myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's where that kind of stuff comes from. Because if you really want to kill people, you can fucking commit murder in the Marines. That That's not protecting you from breaking the well, law. Well, he doesn't want to go to jail for it. He wants, to, he wants to be sent somewhere where he can shoot people, I think is what it is. But he's saying, I'm, if I get out of the Marines, I'll probably kill someone and go to jail. Right. But like, if you oh, were right. going to do that, you could already have done it. <laughs> you could it. go to jail now. They can't sure. protect you from being a psychopath. Yeah. If you're a psychopath, I think he's just like a 
wounded person who's dealing with it by anger, which I, although I'm not a, I don't want to kill liberal pussies. I know what it's like to be like, I'm going to leave my house with a Mm flamethrower and light everything on fire to feel safe. Yeah. Well, I think that the people that like have been going out and killing people with the AR, it's like they just want to change something or feel something and do something incredibly unchangeable that it's like, and it's, it's the most extreme version, but we're at this level of high anxiety. So I, I mean, he seems pretty plain spoken about it. I, I hope nothing's happened since he called and like left this message, you know, but, um, I don't know, man, I, I, I I would, I would talk to someone, but honestly, dude, thanks for calling in. Right now, someone's sitting in their car going, I thought this was a comedy podcast. I feel really fucked up right now. Not when I'm a ghost. I'll take it right down the tubes. Martha, true crime Kelly's on the podcast. (laughs) Well, Martha, thanks for coming on. Is there anything you you want to plug? I'm doing a show, but I don't remember where or when, so no. I'm sorry. Yeah, somewhere in... Do you have like a website people can go to? Yeah, but I haven't updated it since 2017. Just... I, I tweet, maybe my Twitter. Perfect. I tweet about it when I'm going to do a show. Martha Kelly 3. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, babe. Thank Love you for you. having me. Love you too, Matt. So, I have a little something I want to plug. Okay, sure. Because I, I can cut it if need. That's fine. Plug uh, it. So, I have, because everybody knows that I'm into magic. Yes. And so, I'm on a deck of cards. That is going to be on Kickstarter. Cool. So it's Howlin' Jacks on Kickstarter. If you guys can make this happen, then I will be the queen of clubs for this deck of cards. So please throw out, even if it's five bucks, I would appreciate it. Just Kickstarter, Howlin' Jacks. Yeah, so awesome. Let's get a man on the, on the deck of on cards. On the deck of cards, That's right? Cool. That's yeah. cool, huh? Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Phone number to call in, everybody, is 323 763 zero two two eight and yeah check out you know matt bronger on instagram to find matt and yeah. advice from a dipshit on instagram mm-hmm. and matt bronger for uh shows i have i have shows up through december so see if i'm coming to your town mattbronger.com right happy fall everybody happy fall advice from a dipshit advice from a dipshit Advice from a dipshit. It's advice from a dipshit with Matt Bronger.